Let's check out this awesome scripture in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. With the help of the Lord, I'd like to speak on a message entitled, Now Faith. Let's pray. Father, we need your help in asking that you would make this word of God real, make it applicable to our lives. And Lord, help it to find a place in each and every situation and each and every person that listens to your word. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. A skydiving instructor would take time to answer first-time jumper questions. One first-time jumper raised his hand and he said, um, If the chute doesn't open, how long do we have to open our reserve chute? The instructor didn't even smile. He just deadpanned and he said, The rest of your life. And you know that we have the rest of our life to figure out this thing called salvation. We have the rest of our life to find Jesus Christ. But just like that man that was going to be jumping out of an airplane, we know that it's important that we find that thing that we're looking for before the time runs out. If you look up the word faith in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, You'll find something interesting in the second part of the definition. It says complete trust. The word faith carries with it this meaning that something is finished. Nothing more can be added to it. I believe that we're looking for something in our life where it's complete. It's like there was a joke about a man, right? Before a man gets married... He's incomplete. And after he gets married, he's finished. But, but really, there's something about this word faith. And people think it's this kind of, this, this word that you can't understand. But we want to really break down not only what faith is, but what now faith is. And so to use that word now uh, and break it down and use each one of the letters to explain this message, now faith. Let's look at the word now. The first, letter N. Now faith is a near faith. I believe we need a faith that's near and not far off. First of all, it's near in time. The writer in Hebrew said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's now. Uh, if you look at both sides of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, there are history lessons. First, you go back to the other side of chapter 11, and it's chapter 10. And you'll find out in chapter 10, the writer begins to talk about the problem with the law of Moses. It says in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 1, for the law having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never, with those sacrifices which they offered year by year, continually 
make the comers thereunto perfect. And verse 2 says, For then they would they for then would they not have ceased to be offered, because that the worshippers, once purged, should have no had no more conscience of sins. But in those sacrifices there is a remembrance again made of sins every year, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. You see that in chapter 10, it talks about there's a problem with the law of Moses. But then the writer says in Hebrews 10, chapters, chapter 10 and verses 10, 11, and 12, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standing daily, ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, speaking of Jesus, when he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. And then the writer says, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. The Bible says that the just shall live in Hebrews chapter 10 by faith. So the Bible tells us in coming to now faith, we've got to realize that Jesus made it possible to have the perfect sacrifice. When he died on the cross, Jesus met the needs that all of those sacrifices offered year by year and sacrifice by sacrifice could never change someone's inward life. And then after now faith, you see it's a near faith. After the other side of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, we get a like a historical lesson on faith. Starting in Hebrews chapter 11 uh, with Abel in verse 4. And going through all of these Old Testament saints before Jesus was born of a virgin in the Gospels. And finishing with many others that walked in faith to show us. They brought us to that pinnacle, if you please, of this near faith where we stand right now. We need now faith. Now faith is near in time. Now faith brings us near to God. When Jesus was on the cross, what did he say? When he bowed his head, he said, it is finished. And when he said that, the veil of the temple in Matthew chapter 27, it describes it was rent or ripped in two pieces from the top to the bottom. Now only one person once a year was allowed to go into the veil of that temple. And that was the high priest and he had to take with him blood. And he had to sacrifice for his own sins before he went in. But you see, when this temple was opened and the veil was opened, it signified that the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross had made a way for you and I and whosoever will to draw near to God, breaking down the middle wall of partitions between Jews and non-Jews or Gentiles. And it was all of these things Jesus brought us near to God. And also, this now faith is near to us. It's near to us. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, I love this, 
verse 8 said, But what saith it? The word is nigh or near thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. You know that the word of God is near. The word of the time is near. It draws us near to God. And the faith that we're talking about, this now faith, it's near to you. Christian, this now faith is near to you. That's N. And then O. This now faith is our faith. It is a possession. This teacher asked a student, if I gave you two cats and another two cats and another two cats, how many would you have? And the student thought for a moment and he said, uh, seven. And the teacher said, no, let me put it to you differently. If I gave you two apples and another two apples and another two apples, how many would you have? And the student thought for a second and then said, six. Teacher said, good. Now, if I give you two cats and another two cats and another two cats, how many would you have? And the student said, seven. The teacher said, where on earth did you get seven from? The student kind of put his arms up and he said, I already had a cat. But you see, the student knew his possession. He already had something. You know that when Jesus saw, uh, saw this woman who was coming to him, she was not a Jew, but she believed in Jesus Christ. He, he, and she triumphed in faith. Jesus in Matthew chapter 15 and verse 28 said, O woman, great is thy faith. O shows that this now faith is our faith. It is a possession that we have. Have you ever taken inventory of your real possessions? Maybe it's good. Let's do it right now. Okay, you don't even need a pencil for this. Add up everything that you have that money can't buy and that death can't take away. Then you will know how wealthy you are. Now faith is a possession. It's yours. The Amplified Bible of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Listen to this translation. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of the things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real what is not revealed to the senses. Now faith is a possession. It's our faith. When you get the title deed to a house or a car, you know what that means? No more payments. It's yours. <laughs> now faith also abandons trust in the things that we see and relies on things that we cannot see. The Bible said that, that Moses, it says, he saw as seeing him who is invisible. When Jesus rose from the dead, this man, Thomas, basically said, he said, I'm not going to see you, believe him unless I see him. You know that seeing is believing crowd? Jesus, when he appeared, he said, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. He, Jesus was saying, blessed are those that have faith that I'm real because of my word. 
You see, our senses are not our most trusted resource, are they? In what's going on in our reality. When people become uh, pilots, there is a, uh, a less trained pilot. They fly under what's called visual flight rules. That means that they use uh, landmarks and, and the horizon and different things in order to find out where they are, what they can see. But there's a higher classification of pilot, and it's called instrument rated. And their ability, they're able to fly solely with reference to instruments. You see, if you're flying over open water, the water can kind of, the horizon can disappear. It looks blue right into where the water starts. And if it gets dark, Landmarks can be obscured. The same, same thing can happen in our life, but we need to get instrument rated on the word of God. We need to have this now faith, this our faith that sees things, the evidence of things not seen. You know what? If you have faith, don't give it up. It's the most, one of the most important possessions that you'll ever have. Now faith. It's a near faith. It's our faith. The world can't give it and the world can't take it away. The last thing is W. Now faith is a winning faith. It's a winning faith. I believe we all like to win. My daughter and I race to the door to see uh, who's going to win. And she likes to get first. But now she's discovered this thing where if I get there first, she goes, first is the worst. Second is the best, you know, something like that. Why? Because we like to win. There was this man, uh, he came home and his wife said, why are you late? He said, well, I was in the park and there was this man there looking for a hundred dollar bill that he lost. And the wife, you know, she softened and said, wow, were you helping him look for it? He said, nope, I was standing on it. The Bible says, Faith is an essential component to winning with God. It says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That word without comes from a Greek word that means to live outside of something, outside of city limits, outside of a boundary, right? I remember I was uh, standing uh, outside of a grocery store called Winn-Dixie. And there was a man and a woman going through the parking lot, pushing the shopping cart from that store. And they broke a certain invisible perimeter. And one of the wheels locked up on that cart and they, they couldn't figure out what was going on. The cart ceased to roll. Well, when dixie because of the theft of shopping carts, had an invisible perimeter set up and it was some type of, you know, radio waves or something and there was a transmitter in the cart or a receiver. And when they broke an invisible barrier, the exterior of the parking lot of Winn-Dixie, the cart ceased to work. And uh, the man, I went and explained to him what was going on because, and he looked at me and he said, well, I was going to bring it back. And they took their stuff out of the shopping cart, you know, kind of pushed it into this other 
crowd of shopping carts probably near the end of the, the perimeter and, and walked home. But you know, there's a real message in there. In our lives, we need to live in the operational boundaries of faith. This now faith is a winning faith only if it stays in the boundaries that God operates in. We can't physically see the boundaries, but you know, we're aware, aren't we, when our wheels lock up. We're aware when we step outside of the boundaries. But you see, if we operate in the boundaries of faith, uh, then uh, life will be on the winning side for us. Uh, And if you're outside of the boundaries, just get back into the faith perimeter. When everything grinds to a halt in your life, step back in to that winning place of faith. You see, faith will win us. The first thing faith will win is you. When you give up, to Jesus Christ, your mind, your emotions, and your will. When you surrender to Christ and you accept God's forgiveness and God's favor through Christ's sacrifice on the cross and through his shed blood and not of your works, lest any man should boast, it's the gift of God. We're saved by grace through faith. And not only does it win win us, it's winning. You see, faith You know what a liquid asset versus a non-liquid asset is? A liquid asset is like cash or something that you can convert into cash with relative ease and with not a lot of loss of the value, right? It'll buy you a soda or it'll buy you a car. Non-liquid assets like land, collectibles, retirement accounts, either they would take time to convert into cash Or in doing so, if you did it quickly, they would lose value in the open market. Faith is like cash with God. It is a liquid asset. The Bible says by it, the elders obtained a good report. And kids are about to get report cards, right? That's the way you get a good report in having this faith in Jesus Christ. This now faith. Jesus said, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed... You shall say unto this mountain, remove to yonder place and it shall remove and nothing shall be impossible unto you. I like how one preacher put it. He said, nothing shall be impossible. (laughs) He said, when you pray, something's going to happen. And I I know that when I pray, either it's going to change the situation. Well, the situation didn't change, preacher. Well, then it'll change you. But something's going to happen. The Bible says, if our heart condemn us not, we have confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And the last thing, this now faith, it wins us. It's a winning faith and it wins others. You know that it might not be evident now, but but everyone you meet is going through a crisis. It seems like everybody's going through a crisis because there's a worldwide crisis right now with the pandemic and and everything associated with it financially. And then uh, uh, homes and and families have been put under stress. But you know that I believe that everyone goes through a crisis. And a lot of times we just put on that best face. We don't want someone else to know we're hurting. I've talked to enough people as a pastor. People are going through a crisis. But this now faith can show someone the Christ of the crisis. 
You can let your light shine so that someone can see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Show them a life that can trust God and have the resulting peace, the resulting joy, and the resulting love, and the resulting confidence in life, in all of life's situations, because you have this now faith. It's a near faith. It's an owned faith. It's our faith. And it's a winning faith. And that's what people are looking for. And this now faith is available to you through Christ and what he did on the cross. And you can accept him now. And Christian, if you've accepted him, why don't you use that now faith and let it bless your life in Jesus' name.